Hello and welcome to this episode of the Post Pubescence Podcast. My name is Sam and I'm here with Jake and we're both very much unemployed. We're here to explore the unknowns of unemployment and job hunting. We figure that if this is something that scares us, we're probably not alone. So here we are trying to figure our shit out. This is episode two. Uh, our guest today is Aiden Scott. We've known him since uh, high, oh, we've me and Sam have known him since high school. Yeah, grade and, nine. Oh yeah, he he moved over in grade nine. We talk throughout all his mm, fears around moving around high school, university, and everything. Uh, he's a he is an actor at the moment. He's had a number of he's been on a number of cool films, and he talks yeah. us through the process and. It's a really interesting podcast, and we hope you guys enjoy. Yeah. Called the Post Pubescent Podcast. Yay. Yeah. Post Pubescent Podcast. Yes, I can smell your stinkiness from here. What do you mean by yeah. I've stopped smoking, by the way, so you can't smell any smoke. I've started vaping. I'm officially a part of the club. It is insane. You guys should... should do you have, a, do you have a, a shotgun-sized uh, vape? No. No, my first ever vape was a, was a shotgun-sized one, and I felt as cool as, as anything. But then I downgraded to a tiny little pen thing. And it's insane. I love it. Yeah, the pen thing oh. works for me. I don't. I, I can't get around my head around the the whole like highlighter size thing when it's nah. like. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's dumb. I mean, if you smoke that's one of those things, you've got to wear a you've got to wear a snapback, a white V-neck shirt, white tickies, um, <laughs> and uh, and drink. And monsters. date underage girls. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, is, is Cape Town still treating you right? Yeah, it's awesome. It's been ridiculously hot lately, like unbearably hot. And Jake, I drive one of those Mercs that you used to have with like no AC, oh, like shit. no air conditioning. So I'm driving around and I'm oh exhausted in the day, but luckily it's... it's. Uh, Is your back window still smashed out from that heroin addict? <laughs> <laughs> no, but it wasn't fixed for about eight months and I counted. Eight uh, months, Oh my hey. god. Shit. Okay, um, I just want to say we have a yeah. limited amount of time, unfortunately. Oh, okay. How much do we have? Um, but we can like stop the recording at a certain time. We have about an hour ten. But oh, no, that's easy, easy, easy. Um, but if, if we if we don't finish in time, then let's just uh, re-record another time or tomorrow. Okay, or perfect. If it works for you. No, that sounds good. That sounds good. And it's okay. nice. I didn't realize that Sam was going to be on the call as well. So that's that's pretty cool. It's nice to hear your voices again. Yeah, a bit of a yeah, you too, bro. more interactive. Um, yeah. So. I want to know more about your high school experience because obviously we were all together, but I mean, uh, we don't, when you're in high school and you're going through puberty, it's all like uh, motions flying everywhere and no one's yeah. really vulnerable in that space. <clears throat> and yeah. you moved from Kuwait to uh, Cape Town up to uh, George in grade nine or grade 10? Yeah, grade nine. And funnily enough, Sam was the first dude that I met. Yeah, really? Do you remember I remember that, walking walking through the like yeah not when like at the reception not where you usually yeah. walk through 
And yeah. Aiden, little fat fat boy Aiden was sitting was, there on, in the car. Fat boy, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, that, that was cool. That's that, that's that's actually uh, what I wanted to get at is um, because I remember my first impressions of you is like, why the fuck is every, this guy making friends of everyone? And I'm like, no, I'm not gonna make any effort. I, I feel like we got off to on the wrong foot. So I wanted to know your impressions of me for, first off. Yeah, but we, you know, it's it's funny. We always, you and I specifically, Jake, always have this thing where it's like, you know, it's like. We hate each other, but we don't actually hate each other. We actually yeah. hate each other. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah. the strangest, strangest thing. Um, That's true. But and, you, do um, you remember at all any first impressions or not? Um, no, you know, the funny thing is I wanted to be a part of your group. Right. Ironically, right? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, you saw me in a certain way, like trying to make friends with people. And actually my end goal was to be like, I want to be have like good mates with you guys. And you guys... Yeah. Pretty much aligned with how I with how I treated life. Um, yeah. Did you, so, did you did you feel like you had to adapt to fit into like the, the, the vibe of the school? Oh, big time, big time. Oh, really? I mean, my, well, yeah. When you talk about like high school, though, for me that only started in grade nine. You know, I mean, no one has any idea what my life was back. You know, back True. in Kuwait. True. I could have yeah. been anything. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you'd have no idea how I how I was viewed or anything. Um, so. So, so coming into the school, what was your impressions of the, like the general vibe? Well, people were super athletic. I think we forget that like South Africans are like yeah. massive dudes. Yeah, right. So, yeah, right. that, that was also a huge shock for me as well. Cause really, like, I moved. Yeah, dude, I moved there in grade eight, and I remember like um, meeting everyone, and I was like, "Are these guys like four years older than me?" Or... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Am I just like severely underdeveloped? Because everyone is like, ma everyone's massive, and like, yeah. in primary in primary school, like I was pretty athletic. Like I was one of those sporty kids. And then I moved when I moved here, I was like, it meant it all meant nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah, uh, and and like just good at everything. Yeah, like, yeah. But I, if you talk, I struggled, I struggled if... to throw a ball. I felt <laughs> I mean, that was like the biggest thing that I was insecure about. Is like I wasn't fast. I couldn't throw a ball. So I kind of had to, find, like, you know. And I guess your personality That's adapts. So I don't know about you, Sam, yeah. but like, Think about that. I became, you know, I became, I relied on my humor in a way. Right. Um, yeah, which is, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, being, being shit at sports makes you really funny. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to fit in somehow. And like, that, that's the scary thing about uh, high school is you kind of have to have your thing that like makes you like fit yeah. in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and it's vicious, eh? It high is. High school really is vicious, and and it really yeah. impacts your life that you live after high school as well. Yeah. Um, so you know, the, the leaves marks in you. So I want to know what kind of school, like high school kid, would you depict yourself as, Aiden? Sam. Oh, Aiden. I was gonna throw it to Samuel. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know I, Jack. It's so weird. I don't know. Like when people are like, "Oh, I was a jock. I was a nerd. I was good at sports." Mm. I think the great thing about being in a small high school is you could actually. Be, you could kind of be yourself and, and yeah. all, all the all your credits goes to you and and not to what you can do you know and i think yeah. that was great about being in a, in a small high school i mean um, what if, if i think about myself like grade yeah. eight and grade nine i felt like i was a bit of i want to say bully but like I don't, I don't feel like we had bullies like nothing physically bully but like i don't think i was very nice all the time and yeah. um I, I could be, be a bit of a dickhead 
but then like things shift as like you go through puberty and I feel like I became a bit more friend. I think I made like an intentional effort to become um, a nicer person. Like it was, it was a conscious thing. I'm like, I'm obviously acting out because I'm insecure. Yeah. So I'd like make a conscious effort. So I feel like I shifted from this weird grade eight and grade nine stage to like a more friendly. I'm, a, so I'm just wondering where do you fit on, in on that spectrum? Yeah. I, yeah, would, yeah, yeah. I think I could answer Aiden's question for him. I would say yeah? Aiden was definitely one of, one of the jock kids. Do you think so? Yeah. yeah, especially like towards the end when he was like pretty massive. Yeah. Oh, true. And like yeah. just like his like sense of humor and um, yeah, like, like his is, personality. Was, you know, he was, was outgoing and as well. confident. Naughty. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh my gosh, you can talk yeah. about that. But that's um, that's so weird. That's so weird though, Sam, because that that just shows you perspective. Like, because I, I mean, the last thing that I've considered myself was like a, a jockey guy. You know. Um, so it's interesting to see how other people Different people's yeah, impressions about you. That's yeah. so weird. I had no idea that, you know, that was the case. And, and, you, and then also, yeah. you know, as we got into the later years, you know, you became, as you became older, you become more inclusive of people, you know? I, right. I found that people that I wasn't yeah. friends with in nine, all of a sudden became like super cool. And not because they've done anything, but because you kind of lose um, what those stereotypes mean. So like the nerd became a freaking cool guy because he was super funny yeah you know what i mean true and, and, and i think that's also the beauty of being in a smaller school though oh yeah big time uh, um and i always i always felt like you you fitted you fit in like you never had a problem with fitting in but that was my no. impression of you I, i'm interested to know if it, it was ever like something you were scared about no I, I i kind of i give credit to to growing up um in the middle east and, and just being exposed to so many different cultures and then also the other thing was my parents i have everything to thank for because it was like when i was a kid um and and i didn't want to go you know let's let's say we had dinner at a restaurant mm-hmm. um and we were meeting my friend's dad or something my my mom would say like shake his hand and actually like say something to him you know like like speak to these people they're not just older than you like you can have right. a conversation with them. so right. i kind of also made a conscious effort to to just talk to people um so, so, you can, so you can like thank your mom for that to a certain degree. Yeah, Do you yeah, think your yeah, mom encur- your mom encouraged like that kind of interaction from a young age? Is that what it yeah, was? Yeah, yeah. To be proactive, you know, just to kind of engage with with the world around you, um, you know, and that was a big that was a really big help to me. <clears throat> okay, interesting. Um, yeah. Interesting. So 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 um, you, you you mentioned your mom now, but. Can you think of any other areas of your life that had big influence on you during high school in terms of like shaping you? And yeah, I mean, off the bat, I could think of a couple um, that I remember about you. Obviously, yeah. ob- obviously, um, moving s- schools in your like prime puberty days. Yeah. I can't imagine that what that was like. Look, I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, in the Middle East, I, I was bullied like. You know, yeah. growing up, I I, I I genuinely was was bullied, and it was Before never like a physical. It was never a physical bullying, even though sometimes it would manifest into that. Mm-hmm. But that was because I was really soft, so I, I didn't really stand my ground too much, so people could take advantage of that. And you know, I could okay. take the butt of the joke pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in order to survive, uh, you know, I I had to kind of adopt a sense of humor. 
Um, and, and people, people think I'm really, really strange. I mean, even today when I walk into like a new place that I work, I, I don't know why mm. it is, but I'm just an odd person. And when you start picking up on my sense of humor, you kind of understand me, but that only happens after like a month or two. And I think, um, you yeah. know, that's, that's, I, I have no idea why I was bullied. I think I, most I, I people think... have to grow up with bullying, but you know, it happened, it happened. And I don't know why it happened, but it did. Yeah. Uh, do you feel like you were bullied in, in South Africa or not? In the beginning, but I had to work very hard not to be. Okay. I had to work very hard to be likable. It's crazy how um, your funniness comes as a result of um, yeah. just trying to fit in. And, and it's, like, it's like this result of trying not to be bullied. It's like, what, yeah, something, like a we crazy. weapon in an arsenal. Like, yeah. I mean, if you think, I, I don't want to name names, and I'm actually not going to, but I mean, imagine, you know, the group of boys that we had in our... Yeah. Um, in our in our grade in grade nine, imagine yeah. walking into that environment, um, oh and, and and showing like a mild sense of vulnerability. Oh. <laughs> like no, be, yeah, no, it was just that, that, that's, like a, that's like that's like a space like that. space we like to talk about a lot, Ed, and like that whole masculinity space, which was like so hyper. It was so hypersensitive that the masculinity space we were in in grade nine with all those in boys. grade nine yeah 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 and it was like you know if if you weren't in on the on the bullying you were gonna you were gonna be next like you show one sign of weakness yeah one sign of weakness and that's gonna be capitalized on it's crazy and, you know yeah. and the amazing thing is as you grow older you kind of get rid of that you become a bit more humane yeah yeah, hundred percent. Great, great. Okay. No, it was basically like Lord of the Flies for us. Jesus, it was bad. It was, and the thing is, it's a small school, so you have to fit into this 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 small group of friends because it's all you have. Otherwise, you're just yeah. an outsider, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So in the theme of that, uh, uh, the theme of like shaping you, I'm more interested as well in the latter years of you kind of living alone. Um. And I'm interested in what's your relationship with uh, with loneliness. I love it, and I think Sam would agree. And actually, I think you would agree yeah. as well, Jake. I mean, I've had up, up and down um, up and down experiences, and I think it depends on the situation as well. Um, yeah. If it's if it's like, I mean, I, I had second year, no third year, third year in university, I was alone and in in campus key i mean i had you yeah. coming coming to gym with me every now and then but essentially yeah. i was alone like a lot of, Most the, time. of the time yeah yeah and it, yeah. it's it's nice but it tends to weigh on you especially when you're in the university environment and you feel like uh yeah. i should i should be making friends or more friends you and, know, Jake, the funny thing is and I kind of always knew this about you because I lived with you in, in second year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really enjoy solitude, but your mind kicks in and you're like, I'm missing out on so many experiences. Yeah. You know, I'm missing out on so many people and so many parties. And yeah, I need to get like smashed every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And yeah. um, I mean, that was, those, those were like um, expectations I put on myself. Yeah. Right. And, and I think. I'm like my own worst enemy because I have like certain social anxieties, obviously. And, yeah. um, and it, and it's just like, you want to go out and make friends and, and then you're, you're and you're faced with this own loneliness. But when you go try and you have these social anxieties, it's the funniest like circle of, 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 uh, whatever, but it's, 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 it's a weird space. So like, I'm, yeah, I'm trying yeah, to, yeah. I'm trying to see like if, you spend if, the, yeah? you spend the whole day, like planning on 
or like planning to go out and trying to make yeah. make friends yeah. or just have like a good time with your friends and then you actually get there and then all you can think about is oh fuck I can't wait till this to be over. <laughs> yeah. And like the nerves that you get an hour before going out. I don't think anybody yeah. actually speaks about this. Like no one speaks about yeah. this, but like for me personally, like if we're going to go out on a Friday night, I'm like like the whole day I'm like oof, okay, here we go, here we go. And then an hour beforehand, you kind of like like you're in survival mode. You're like, okay, just fucking, I'm gonna three drink. Shots gonna... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Three shots of vodka. Yeah, three shots. We can't even spend time with ourselves without drinking alcohol. It's, it's actually so crazy. I know. That's, that's dangerous. <laughs> it is. They're alive. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so in high school, what was that like? You were fine with that? With drinking or with uh, being alone? Being alone. Being alone. Um, <laughs> No, high school, funnily enough, it was, I kind of wanted to get out a bit more. In university, I kind of wanted to stay at home. That's uh, weird. Just, yeah. But it was another, never anything that like weighed on you. Or No. Just, oh, oh, no, so no were... in, in high school, I, I, I felt pretty happy. I mean, I was pretty happy, pretty light, light-footed. <laughs> but, but there was a, I, yeah, there was a stage when you were, I'm, I, maybe I'm, I'm under the wrong impression, but I thought there was a stage you lived alone for a little while. Um, yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I've, I've always kind of been left, left alone. Like I haven't been abandoned, but I've always had to kind of stay by myself, which, which I enjoyed. But then it also gave me the opportunity to go out and see you and, and you know, see you guys. Yeah, sure. Um, and uh, you, you, yeah, are, you, you are more of a, a, a reserved person at the same time though, if I think about it, because I mean, as much as you, we did spend time together, but you also liked your own time. So it's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah, like, and, and actually, I'm getting to the point now where I'm like, you know, I'm having the thing that you had where I'm like, Jesus, I'm going to be 30 years old. Mm. And I can't, I actually can't be sitting at home the whole time. No. Even though it brings me an immense amount of joy, I've kind of found it being, getting a bit, uh, a bit too much. Um, so I've started to be a bit proactive in the things that I do. Um, and just small things to myself, even. And then, you know, on, on those little small things that you do, you kind of interact with people. Um, and that's and that's super important. Yeah, yeah, it's one yeah. of those things that you kind of just need in your life. You need you need those those social interactions. Yeah, to, to, I think to, to say to stay sane. Um, but back to yeah. back to your um, your high school years. Um, I guess when you when you're approaching the end, um, you're you you start thinking more and planning more. And myself, if I can speak for myself, I think. I've never been much of a planner and yeah. and uh, after high school has always been something that I, I was pretty scared of because I had no clue what I wanted to do. And you know this, we've chatted about this before. Yeah, um, yeah. And um, I'm just, if I had to make a judgment about you as well, I would say that you don't strike me as someone who also does a ton of planning, but to end up where you are now, I think mm. you had to do some kind of planning and I was just interested to know What's your, what's your, what kind of planning? I mean, were you someone who planned out your life? Did you have a trajectory trajectory of where you wanted to go? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You know, I, I think the reason I was so naughty in school is because I really didn't care. Like I genuinely, yeah. I, I mean, I was talking to you about this. I really don't even think I, I ever did homework ever. Um, and, <laughs> yeah. and like ever, I don't think I, Jake, Sam, I swear I never handed in a piece of homework and I don't know how I got by, but 
I just generally found it so uninteresting. And it's because I knew yeah, in my head. I was the same. Yo, I didn't give a fuck about Yeah, you yeah, were the same, Sam. You were just kind of low-key about it. Yeah, mm. school school, like I didn't think about like learning and subjects since that. Like I just like thought about, you know, what what are we gonna what game are we gonna play at lunchtime? <laughs> yeah. What are we gonna do after school today? Like I just couldn't like sit there and listen to all these old people trying to fucking fill yeah, my head with all this rubbish. Yeah, because I think you and I, you know, we kind of both knew, well, for, for me, I, I knew that, like, I was never, ever going to go into that, ever. Like, I knew yeah. for a fact I was never going to go into an academic subject. Um, I mean, like, it crossed yeah, my mind, yeah, me but I had the comfort of knowing that once I leave school, I'm, I'm equipped enough in my in my personality and the skills that I have as a human being to to do, you know, obviously, I'm, I'm acting at the moment, and that's something I've always wanted to do. So I was just kind of, you know, for me, it was a game. But so, for other, pe- but for other people, it was a, it was their life because they knew yeah, they were going, their going whole to go into yeah. the pandemic. world. There's yeah. there's two things that this raises for me. The one is um, the fact that a lot of people say I don't see the Houston High School, which I don't think is fair. I feel like there's a lot of I social. I think there's a lot of social interactions that are so important <laughs> for your um, future. Yeah, for your future and for growing as a person. For someone to say that high school is important is one of like the dumbest things ever. Like, Big time. And, yeah. and sitting sitting there and figuring out the fact that you don't like this is important. Like, you have to go through it and experience yeah. it. To, like, yeah, yeah. I, I just think it's a dangerous. Um, I think it's a dangerous mindset to take on and to share with people that high school isn't important. Like, I just I just think that's important to point out. And also, I'm also very interested in when you figured out you wanted to do acting, because that, that that's something that fascinates me about people. Everyone has their own period of time where like, okay, I don't want to know what, what I want to do with my career. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm so lucky and I can't like stress this enough. I mean, I've kind of, I've always known, you know, I, really? since I was, since I was like four years old, four, six years old. I mean, I didn't even know Whoa. what an actor was. I didn't even know you could make money from that. I just kind of did it. And I'm kind of just doing it now, but I happen to to be, you know, monetizing what I do. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, yeah, yeah. So th- I was very, very lucky. Um, if I didn't have that, I'd probably go into uh, I don't even know what what do people do nowadays? Marketing. Be <laughs> a marketing diploma. I don't know. Did did it, did it ever scare you, like leaving, um, or on, when you were approaching the end of high school? Were you ever like, I don't know. If this is, did you ever doubt it? Like, because it's just, it's a pretty brave move to take no. to go into acting. No, no I was warming up my yeah. whole life for it. Oh, <laughs> really? Funnily enough. Yeah. I mean, towards the end, I kind of fell in love with other things and got a bit sidetracked. I mean, I fell in love with sports, funnily yeah. enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I thought, you know, maybe I could become a personal trainer or, you know, just. Um, a but then I was like, you know, yeah, yeah, like you know, a professional jock. Professional jock. Professional douchebag. Um, <laughs> Uh, but that never came about just because I was like, you know what, if I do this, I can make 50,000 rand a month, but you know, I, it's going to go nowhere. <laughs> yeah, true. Yeah. And I'm always going to have it in the back of my head that I'm, you know, and never, never, never followed what I wanted to do. Hmm. That's interesting. Um, so I think are. I'm going to get to that more later. Um, but, um, so you said you never, that's interesting. You never had any doubt. That's that's very. I think we've actually t- also talked about that before. You've always been pretty confident in in your life decisions, but yeah. yeah. Did, did you have a trajectory? Like, did you know how you wanted to go about it? Like leaving so my, high my, school. 
Yeah, so I, I wanted to study in the UK. Um, I wanted to study for like a three year at a really good drama school. Um, and then I applied to a few places. I applied to the States. Um, and even with a scholarship in the States, it was going to be a million a year, a million you like brand a year, which was yeah. like not, Jeez, not a vibe. Ridiculous. So I was like, okay, well, you know, what can I do? So I, I went to, uh, you know, UCT, I did a well, half did <laughs> a drama degree there. And then, then again, I was in the same environment where I, I was performing the best in my class, except in academics, where I was the literal worst. Um, <laughs> you know. Wait, uh, also, um, before you get into university, I'm interested in why you decided that you, uh, going to university was such an important parents. part of your acting career, as opposed to like, let's just go straight into acting and see how I can do it. Parents big time. Oh. Most, most people are going to say that. Um, yeah, you know, and and they kind of convince you that it's a good idea. You know, yeah. towards the end, I was like, oh yeah, I probably should go to university. Yeah, um, and I think yeah. I think it's 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 just them being um, wanting the so, best for you, obviously. Yeah, just looking out for you, really. Yeah, sure. Did your um, parents push you into university, Sam? No, not at all. Like, not you were just like I. Yeah, I kind of pushed myself. Um, That's cool. Because, um, yeah, my, my dad dropped out of school in, in grade nine. What? And, uh, became, yeah, he dro dropped out of school in grade nine and became a mechanic and just sort of worked no his way up to, to where he is now. And um, I, like, obviously times have changed and you can't just do that now. So I kind of, at the time, I wanted to do what my dad was doing. So... Yeah. I knew I had to, if I wanted to do that, I, ha I would have to go to university because like, it's just impossible to do what he today. did today, you know? Yeah, it's like um, Maddie's, Maddie's uncle started off as a, his name's Ross Farragut Thomas or something. He started off as a personal trainer at Virgin Active mm. and uh, he's just retired. He's just retired from being CEO of Virgin Active Africa. What? Like, oh, really? He just worked the ranks from a personal trainer wow. to CEO, managing director. Yeah. How crazy That's is crazy. that? Huh? Yeah, that's no. sick. freaking hard work, like <laughs> hard work, like, eh? Yeah, no, I feel like that plays yeah. a big role, but also like finding motivation to do the work, and like I feel like I, that's what's interesting interests me about you is that you found the motivation to like act, yeah. but you didn't find the motivation to do any academic work. You know, Jake, I yeah, I, I've come to the point where. I've noticed so many people in my life are so like un unmotive un like they don't have any they don't do anything. Yeah. They like literally don't do anything. Um yeah. you know, they're in a it's so weird. I mean, like guys at um red and yellow or like these, you know, I, I'm going back to the marketing thing, but like, okay, cool, you <laughs> you've done a marketing degree and then they sit at home and like play Xbox and I'm like, you know, it's not actually in me to to like play, I don't know. I just, I just, just find to give up. very, very, and it, and I don't know where it came from, but inside of me, I'm just, I have a, have a, a real burning desire to do what I want to do. Um, okay. And, you know, it, it's and not you, something I, that I had to learn. It's something yeah. that it was just in me. Yeah, but it's I just a passion. Yeah, passion is like the ultimate driver of hard work. That's what I was it's, getting exactly, at. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was so. getting at. So, so and the fact that, you, that, so the fact that you didn't see 
like yourself aligning yourself with your passion any sort of academic work is why you couldn't find the motivation for it is that what you're saying yeah yeah pretty much are you like walking away from your mic right now yeah no, sorry i just went to go get something um sorry, okay i'm back i'm back i'm back okay I'm sorry I just, have to grab a, just need to fill up my jewel <laughs> to fill up my jewel <laughs> um, you know me so well. Uh, <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Anyway, I'm here. I'm back in the room. Uh, my favorite thing about this call is the, the mic quality is different for every single person. The what? The mic quality. Um, yeah. But yeah. Is it good? So, uh, yours is alright. Um, I don't really mind. It's not a big deal. Uh, yeah, right. so coming into university, um, you, I mean, we, we, we spoke about this in second year and like me, I mean, my, I, 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 I was constantly like second guessing my, my decisions at university. Um, yeah. Because when you get there, it's different to like your expectations for it. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> well, yeah. Well, what, is it, what was it like going into university first and second year? Were you confident in your decision to, to have gone to university? Oh, gosh. That's, you know... Um, it's 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 weird because we came into a weird time at UCT. Yeah, you know, we we did. We came into a, a, politically, we we're in a really oh, yeah, weird yeah. space. You know, especially coming from private schools. Um, oh yeah, that was a so, so that was like a whole and being white. That was a whole. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was roads must fall, and then it was the whole fees must fall thing. And you know, being a, a straight white guy doing a drama degree, um, with a certain level of confidence. So you know, I brought that confidence that I, I've kind of had my whole life into a space that, uh, you know, people that are not from such privileged places as me were at. Yeah. And that confidence was kind of seen as, um, uh, you know. Privileged. I don't know, yeah, privileged, but also- a little I know bit, exactly what you're saying. Like A little bit hostile, but I've never seen, I never yeah. saw it as hostile. So that was a bit of a shock for me, especially doing like quite an intimate degree like drama. Um, so, so, so what I learned was to be, you know, and, and it was a great experience for me because I learned to. Maybe it was. Um, so sorry, sorry to interrupt, but your confidence. You think it was perceived in a different way that you than you wanted it to be perceived. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. They, they saw it as a negative thing when you, when you were just kind of like, I'm just here to like uh, make friends and to to do what I have to do to get, get by. Yeah. But yeah, they but saw. You need to understand. Yeah. You need to understand that like those things that I want to do. People from like, uh, you know, if, if you're growing up in a township and you're coming into university, to make friends is nothing on your list at all. It's like, I'm going to go to work after class so I can send money back to my family oh, yeah. who's supporting my, my studies, you know? And yeah. I watched a great movie. I watched Parasite. And one of my favorite lines oh, from wow. Parasite was, was wealth, wealth irons out all the, the crinkles. Um, and that was, a, that was a great movie for me to watch because I'm like, you know, this is how um privileged people see underprivileged people and and vice versa okay. and you're going into a space like uct during those times um was a real learning experience for me because even though what i had to say mattered to me perhaps in the larger scheme of things it didn't have to be said sure it meant something but it didn't have so i learned to kind of just stay a little bit more quiet and listen to people and i learned so much by doing that Wow, and nowadays, cool. when I'm out on the jaw, and I'm seeing guys from St. David's um, that have done a BCom at UCT, and I yeah. just see how much space they occupy and how freaking loud they are and how um, um, 
you know, their, what their conversations are like. And it's because everything about them and their opinion matters to them. Yeah. And it can. But it actually doesn't matter in the larger scheme of things or the yeah. space that you're in. Mm. It doesn't. Mm. So, you know, if you could just sit back a little bit and observe and, and listen to to stories from places that are not like your places, um, you learn a lot. Yeah. And unfortunately, uh, it, it, for me, it took away the whole movement. I don't want to blame it on the movement, but it kind of took the joy out of out of being um, at university. Oh, I was about to ask that. And then the yes. academics alongside that, you know. Did it become... This, did it become much more of a friendly and uh, much less of a friendly in, environment because of that? Yeah, it's okay, to, and, and I think it's okay to say that it, it became less enjoyable because of that situation you were in. It uh, became less. It, it didn't necessarily become less. It did become less. It became unpleasant for me uh, to a certain extent, which I can handle. Sure. But it took away from 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 what I was set on. Uh, you know, I wasn't set on politics. I was set on doing what I'm doing now and yeah. you know, the whole university thing took away from that uh, and so or, I just, or maybe, maybe it, made it, you realize that that's not your space maybe yeah your it space. Wasn't, yeah yeah exactly so I just kind of you know quietly retracted and and did my own thing <laughs> sure and you know. um what about when you switched from UCG after did that change anything for you big at time. all big time after was like a like a like a Glenwood after was like, okay. a, you know, like a private school. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of felt my, my, my high school Aiden come back at after because it's also a smaller campus. Um, mm. uh, you know, a, a lot of, a lot of people of my, of my denomination, a lot of denomination, you know, my color, <laughs> um, my, you know, my background. Um, so it was a lot yeah. more comfortable for me, but, it, but if I went into that straight after high school, I wouldn't be who I was today. Fair. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, and and I and I think you, I've noticed a lot of shift in you as a person. I mean, this is very obvious, but from high school into in, coming into second, third year, um, do you think that um, your situation in university kind of forced you into making specific decisions about your future? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and my future as in career, or my yeah, your your, career? your career, yeah. Did it ever well, make yeah. you? Did it ever make you doubt because of the situation? Doubt what you wanted to do? Oh. <sighs> Not really. Okay. Not really. No, no, it didn't. It didn't. No. Okay. No, it, it inspired me. It inspired me in a different direction. Um, but that's more niche. I mean, it inspired me to, you know, create my own work and and to. It made me fall in love with the stage again. You know. Okay. Um, which that's is cool. a which is a dangerous place because it can. You know, if you're, you know, the starving artist in Cape Town, it's a dangerous place to be because, yeah, you're doing what you love, but, you know, theater doesn't really pay very well. <laughs> so, Fair enough. Yeah. So you're kind of you're doing what you love, but right so are yeah. so are thousands of other people doing the same thing. Exactly, exactly. Um, so it brought me more back to the craft of acting. Um, mm. But I think after kind of propelled me more into thinking more business-wise and, uh, and, and, more, and more cinematically. Oh, okay. That's that's very interesting. Mm. Do, you, yeah. do you feel do you feel like you? Uh, this is not a fair question, but I'm going to ask it anyways. I want to uh, hear it, baby. Do, do, do you feel like you gain more from being at UCT or gain more from being an after in terms of your career? In terms of career, more at, at oh, <coughs> it's a difficult one. After, yeah, it is a difficult one. It is a difficult one. Um, I think 
um, as an actor, I think UCT uh, made more, you know, developed me more as an actor. I think what AFTA did was give me more connections. Um, okay. And, 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 and yeah, more connections between people that are, that are putting stuff on that are a little bit more expensive. <laughs> um, oh, sure. Um, television and, and film. But UCT um, helped me more as a, as, a, as a human being. Sure. You know, AFTA was okay. like a finishing school, which was, which was nice. Okay, um, so we lived together in second year. Yeah, bro. And it was like a quite a complex environment. I think that's the best way to put it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like I feel like to a certain extent uh, we gained. I mean, that that probably grew our friendship a lot, and I I learned a lot about you, and I think you me as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and. Something I gained for like probably one of the things that stood out is that you tend to be very calm in your space, kind of like yeah. everything. Everything is just gonna work out for you, um, and and, yeah. I, and I think that's a very amendable. But I want to know if that's a fair impression of university, Aiden. <clears throat> uh, you, you mean you're linking my calmness to to un, to university? Um, well, well, well yeah. So I, I, you, so I said what I'm saying is you kind of. Uh, you seem calm in your space, like, like things will work out. Like you, you have this under, like this. Maybe it's not conscious, but you have this understanding that, like, if it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. Like I'm not gonna worry too much about this and that because I, yeah, you think that things are gonna work out. And then how was how was reality like at UCT? And you know, was it a fair reflection of what I was portraying? Right. Sure. Yeah. Um, do you think you you do you think you are that type of person that kind of is like. I, I, things are just gonna things are gonna kind of work out or um, is that not a really fair outsider in impression no no it it, it, it is pretty fair um unfortunately my brain is very very busy um oh. and it really is and i can work myself into spaces where you know if i overthink i can become very very upset um i don't tend to show it sure um and and of course you know that's that it's probably half me being me, but also half me being like protective. Um, oh, okay. So, so if things are going wrong, what's the point of being absorbed into it? Uh, sure. Is, is, that's probably what my subconscious is saying. Yeah. Um, mm. uh, yeah. That's, that's so, such so an interesting insight that you that you've just given me. Yeah. So the bit. So maybe I'm incorrect. Maybe there is a lot more going on. You just tend to not re reflect it as a maybe a. Coping mechanism, or am I yeah, wrong? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a coping mechanism. Um, okay. You know, when I'm when I'm happy, I'm just the same. When I'm happy, yeah. I'm super happy. Um, if something's starting to upset me, it'll like eat at me. And and actually, recently, as I've been getting older, money has become like a huge thing. Where yeah. where um, you know, it, 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 it like living from day to day kind of gets to you, and you know how you get yeah. paid the rent and stuff. And and actually, to be honest with you. I've started noticing myself becoming a lot more uptight and a lot more tense. Um, but 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 as soon as I start moving, so as soon as I start talking to people or um, you know going for a walk or like climbing lion's head with you or whatever, yeah, it's like instantly my brain just switches off and I kind of root myself back into reality. I think that's that's kind of what you're seeing. So okay. as soon as I'm speaking to somebody, as soon as I'm playing or as soon as I'm gymming or mm. you know doing something that's yeah. on the earth, all the other earthy things kind of don't matter, like things oh. that you can't touch. So like money and uh, you know things that don't really matter, but they do yeah, matter, I mean, but they don't. 
the, the same for, for, for me is, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I think I'm more of a, if something's going wrong, you pretty much see it. But um, when something is going wrong, it, it tends or to be, it. A, or hear it. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty vocal. Um, yeah. But <laughs> I, I mean, it's, it's a very obvious thing. Um, but now you maybe lose my train of thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, when things are going wrong, you. you oh yeah. Pretty, so you can yeah, see so, it. You definitely can see it. Yeah, but so are, are you saying you do tend to spiral in 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 more uh, difficult situations, but you have certain yeah. ways of dealing with it that you've I think maybe you've grown into. Is that a f fair assumption? It is a very fair assumption, and, and, but and it takes some. It takes a very long and it, it takes a very long time for me to get into a real rut. Um, oh, okay. You know, yeah, I mean, but, but it happens to everyone, like um, ups and downs, right? Um, yeah. It does. Okay, so shifting to your career, um, yes. you've worked in a couple of uh, reasonably large movies and and theatre shows, mm -hmm. um, and uh, but obviously, like it's not as easy as just and and, and 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 like just getting to that point. There's a lot of stuff that needs to happen. Um, there's a there's a whole process. I mean, if we take like the, is it the mouse trap? I, I feel like the I, mouse trap. Yeah, that's um, what I did last year. Yeah, what is yeah. your what's what is the method that has to happen? What's the process from getting Aiden from getting Aiden to, um, from the to that stage? Yeah, unemployed Aiden to mousetrap Aiden. What does it look like? Yeah, from, from our, you've outside. To, you've, you've got to unpack. So everything that we've been speaking about um, kind of needs to be unpacked to understand how I how I got to the place that I am at. You know, things that you speak about like not really. Um, you know, following my intuition and stuff uh, and, you know, just being asserted in where I'm going to be. I think once you have that down, mm. once you have inside, once you know where you're going to be, um, you kind of go into autopilot and those things just happen. You know, mm. um, okay. if you've like with the mousetrap, for example, I was doing uh, second year at after and I was like towards the end of the year. And, you know, I, I got a call from, from my agent. She's like, can you, uh, you know, they're, they're starting rehearsals in a week time. Um, can you send through an audition? So I literally left the class. I went to the bathroom, put my phone on the toilet paper stand in the bathroom and did a <laughs> self-tape in the bathroom at after. And I'll always remember this for the rest of my life. Um, what was it? And it was, it was an audition for the mousetrap, a script yeah, that they gave. Oh, wow. oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, sent it through and they're like, yeah, you've, you've got it. Like, you've got the job. And and, that, and then that happened. And then that changed my whole life for nine years, for nine months. And it's, you know, I have that huge thing that I did now. And that was all just because I was enjoying what I was doing. I was, I, people use this word so much, but you, you've got to live in the moment and you've got to enjoy what you're doing right here, right now, because otherwise opportunity won't come to you. Yeah. 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 While simultaneously working for it. So you have to work for it, but you have to enjoy the work. Mm. Otherwise, um, it's not going to happen, you know? Yeah. I, I like how makeshift your, uh, um, the thing you handed in was. That's hilarious. That you put it on the, yeah, in, in the toilet. Bad, that's amazing. Yeah. That, that's yeah. so like, I find it that's so funny like, how, <laughs> I find it funny how there's a whole film school around you and the best place you yeah, find it's is a, a bathroom. Every, every, every <laughs> room was, every room had students in it. So I was like, okay. Let's do it in the bathroom. Um, 
that's, that's but yeah, you say that's a very actually this is another point that I want to say. Um, I I don't give myself a lot of credit, but one place that I give myself an immense amount of credit is doing the absolute most I can perseverance do to get the job. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm I'm going to leave your film class halfway through. I don't care if you're angry with me. I'm gonna leave it and I'm gonna go do this audition in the bathroom <laughs> because I, because I trust I trust myself enough that this opportunity has come about. I know that they're gonna enjoy my video. Um, you know, I'm, if I don't get it, then cool. I'll go back to the class and make up some excuse. But if I get it, then I'm leaving. I'm leaving school, and True. I get. And you know, my life has given me an ability to be quite risky. Um, yeah, yeah. By just doing, by just doing things like, don't be scared. Just literally Take it. go Taking on the internet. Risks. I think for Sam as well. Like, you just go into the internet. You find names of people that are doing things. You find their email and you email them your work that you've been working towards. If they don't take it, then fuck them. If they take it, then that's that's a gain for you. You know. Um, mm. I, I have two things to say to that. Firstly, apparently the power of email is really important to, and perseverance. If they don't answer you, just to keep them fucking e emailing them until they do. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, but also, you said that I can't ex exactly remember how you put it, but it, it this kind of draws to another point. Um, mm -hmm. You said that your your life allows you to to do certain to to to, to live so okay wait let me let me to live risk yeah i know i know to um to take no, risks yeah but so what what happened we 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 recorded with uh Giannis a few days ago and yeah. we, we we got onto the topic of passion and he said it's he said it's partly because i mean partly because that you're able to pursue passion is because of your privilege um and you yeah, think big time. you agree that with that with that um statement for yourself yeah, I love that he's. I love that he said that. Yeah, um, yeah, because privilege is a is a, is a massive part to play. Uh, I'm pre yeah. I'm super privileged to have a house to live in, and you know, uh, to have a weekend job that allows me a little budget to work off for food and stuff. Um, and and to be, you know, to be an actor is a privilege in itself. I, you know, you're not you're not going to get a job every month. Right. Um, yeah, it's very often on. Yeah, it's 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 very very often on. Um, so you think? That yeah. To, to, I mean, it's, it's it's a difficult statement, and I think, feel like there are truths to it, and there are um, inaccuracies. Um, but yeah. I think, and also, and if, if I reflect to myself, like I'm sitting at home, I, I'm unemployed, but I'm my parents are supporting me. So yeah, that that's a whole privilege in itself my ability yeah. to do this podcast and to pursue the opportunities here is, is such a that I, i'm so privileged i think it's an important yeah. thing to acknowledge but not i think something you should spend too much time thinking about because look i don't i don't think i'd be doing this if i if i didn't have parents so yeah. basically I'm, I'm supporting myself i have been for the past like two and a half years but yeah. i do always know if i go wrong if something happens I can fly mm. back to them and they will look after me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? And that's, have and you that's ever, have you ever associated your privilege with uh, guilt, with a, like a bit of a guilt complex? Um, it's no, no, not weirdly, no, never, never. Mm. Um, and I don't I, know why that is. I, I find myself doing that from time to time, and I don't think that's also a great way to, to handle things. But I, I often, yeah. yeah.
That's not very constructive. It's not very constructive, but I, I, I don't know. And, and it's not a good way to go about it. It's important to acknowledge it and to, I think, maybe not understanding how to deal with the fact that I am as privileged as I am. Uh, yeah. Look, as, as long... What, so the counter argument to that would be, okay, I feel, I, hypothetically, I feel guilty that I'm privileged. I am going to release all my privilege, whether it be money, whether it be food, to everyone who is not privileged around me so that they can also eat and that they could also live a life. Like that's that's not going to happen. I, I think, yeah. you know, I, I, I am, yeah, I am um, a little bit more spiritually inclined. So I, I believe that, you know, everybody has their own journey that, Fair. you know, I get if, that. You know, presidents that were born in the ghetto have made, you know, they're like the president of the states. Like that's a huge leap to make. And then you get priv yeah. people with privilege that are unemployed when they're 45 just because they had no ambition. So, mm. and, and are sitting around playing video games or somebody with like their uncle's money and literally doing nothing with their lives. Um, you know, and I think. I think the one thing that you should always have is just being kind, always listen to people around you mm -hmm. um, and your privilege will not instantly, but it would, it would not be, a, it won't be a part of you in a way okay. because you're, you're kind, you know, you, yeah. you're, a, you listen to people and you help people when they need help. You give yeah. people advice when they need advice. You just live yeah. like a human being. And maybe indirectly as well. <clears throat> because you're privileged and because more opportunities come of it, do you think that being guilty and not taking it is worse than just taking it and seeing where it goes? What do you mean? So if I am, if I have this huge guilt complex about being privileged and because of my yeah. privilege, certain opportunities come of it, like uh, patri pa patriarchal um, opportunities. My dad gives me, knows someone who can give me a job. Well, but it's what I, you do I, with it. But I feel guilty about it and I don't take it. Do you think that is worse than taking the opportunity? So what? So then the guy that you give it to is slightly more privileged than the guy that he is next in line. So then he's going to give it to the guy that's that's less privileged than him. And then that guy is going to pass it on to the guy that's yeah. less privileged than him. Yeah. I think the, the only thing that you can do is when you're in that position, you should see it as a strength because mm. you take that role and you break it down from the top down. Yeah. You know, if, if okay. you're hoarding if you're hoarding money and not distributing it properly, mm. um, and you're not distributing it in an ethical way, and you're still holding on to that very privilege that gave you that role, then you know, then you're not changing anything. But yeah, if you're true. actually changing things up there, then you're good. Yeah. Okay. So it's it, it's interesting conversation that I think there's a lot of space to to, to talk about. Um. The complete shifting. We, we went on a bit of a it's, tangent tangent there. Yeah, I'll give you a, a quick example. I, sure, there's a, a production that's happening in about a month's time and I went in for a role. Um, and unfortunately, I didn't get the role that I wanted, but the director offered me another role, which was supposed to be a, a Puerto Rican, so like a Latino. Mm -hmm. um, and he says, <laughs> this guy's old school South African, right? Oh, wow. He's like, okay. that's fine. We'll just, we'll just paint you a bit darker. I went home and I said, oh my I goodness. five months of work. And I said, there's absolutely 
no way I would ever do that. Um, and I think, I think, yeah, can you imagine? Can you imagine? There's no way you can get away with that. Come and, on. There's no way you can get away with that. And first thing, that would, Aiden, that would genuinely, I mean, it's, it's, it's a really good decision you made, but like on the other hand, that would end, genuinely end your career. Oh, big yeah. time, big time. Yeah. But also, um, you, you come to, when, when I was in that position, I started thinking, you know, why would I, why would I do this? Why would I want to take this away from somebody else that could do it just as better as me? You yeah. Know, even better than me. And you start to become naturally more inclined to respect other, you know, privileges and people who are less privileged. You become naturally inclined that way. Yeah. And I think that's the whole privilege argument is, you know, you can start living less privileged um, by just being nice. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Mm. Um, Simple but, as that. But but yeah, we, we were talking, we, got, we did go in a bit of a tangent that we were talking about... Um, yeah, yeah, what Aiden's process looks like. And um, I think it, it's an important thing to bring up the privilege and, and passion. And um, yeah. we're and I think it, acknowledging the fact that we're lucky to be able to pursue whatever our passions are. And um, <clears throat> yeah, but uh, yeah. do you, I mean, we, you also talked a bit about money and, and uh, stability. Mm. Are there ever parts <laughs> of you, because, and, and I think that, uh, the, the, the career path you've chosen has a lot as as a lot of lulls of unemployment. Are there ever yeah. parts of you that gets real scared in those situations? Yeah, big time. It's my big. It's like my number one fear at the moment. It's like the biggest. Really? Yeah, dude. It's like, I mean, I'm in a position now where you know I've luckily enough. I, I was telling Sam I've, I've just been offered a, an, an amazing role, not an amazing role, but an amazing show. Um, in in April that it would last me six months but literally the day that I got offered it that morning I woke up and I'm like okay let me see if what else I can do can I do a personal training certificate can I um, maybe teach English online um, just to because I can't work in a nightclub because I'm working at a nightclub at the moment for two nights of the week and it's like draining it's like you know you're making two grand a, a week which is which is decent but what am I going to do that my my whole life I'm un I don't have a degree. What yeah. can I do like, other than manual labor? Yeah. What can I do? I can work as as a builder or as a mechanic or, or you know, I, I'm yeah. unskilled on paper. Um, that's mm -hmm. all I can do. So I was thinking of different careers that I could go into. But then Jake, like, what? So then I become a personal trainer from nine to five, and I automatically relinqu like relinquish any aspirations I've had since I was four years old. Just, just, for, just for comfort, for 20,000, 30,000, 40,000, 50,000 rand a month for mm. the rest of my life. Is that what I'm going to do? And mm. I could do it and probably be happy, but in the back of my mind, I'm going to be like, you know what? Why, why did I do this? I've yeah. got a family, I've got a car, I've got a phone, my kids are at school, but I'm super unhappy. And yeah. so I, I'm choosing to live um, on a smaller scale, um, <laughs> but still find happiness within that small budget that I have between jobs. And eventually, well, this is my, you know, plan is hopefully work becomes consistent and with, with, with experience and with time. And by the time I'm 30 years old, um, and maybe it doesn't, maybe I die at 60 and I've done like a Johnny Knoxville film when I was 18 and you know, that's, that's it. But that's the risk that I'm willing to take and, and I'm going to be happy doing it. Sure. Yeah. That's true. 
pursuing your passion like without without um doubting yourself just committing to it that's that's crazy that's super admirable yeah just just committing to it and you know whatever your passion is some people's passion is making an exuberant amount of money that's Josh true Rodriguez, for example his number one yeah. pri- i love him. his number one priority is making an obscene amount of money and that is his passion <laughs> and that is what he'll do yeah you know what's your what's your views on on man- manifesting um, it's, I think it's become a huge trend and I don't think people really know what it does or how to do it. Okay. I think it's like, I'm just going to manifest this money into my life tomorrow. It's not going to happen, babe. Like, that's not, like, that's not, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like, babes. Yeah. It's like, but it's, but manifesting is the fundamental. It, it is what it means to be a human being on this earth is you you create and you attract the the frequency that you are living in so whatever whatever your your words and whatever your body is is your little atoms in your body are vibrating at mm. it will attract the exact same frequency from where, wherever that comes whether it be a person whether it be an opportunity whether it be you know money okay. so you will how, attract it. how does aiden do that I've, I'm very lucky. It just happens to me. I don't know how. I don't know why. But oh. I credit it. I credit it to exactly what you've been talking about. Is is living very calmly, um, mm. and living and and just being in a space that that brings me happiness and um, cutting out things that don't serve me. I think what Sam's done recently is he's like deactivated his personal Instagram. Um, yeah. Which is which is great because that doesn't serve. And I've become so sucked into it. And I'm mm. about to do the same. I'm just like, this is not bringing me any joy. It's bringing, yeah, me, no that's, space. Yeah, that's exactly it's bringing it. me no space for manifesting at all. It's yeah. just a waste of time and it's wow. not, I'm not getting anything from it. So just it, cut it out. And... That's huge. And it, and it occupies, the, the, the like, like, like you said, Aiden, the time you could so, have spent manifesting. Um, yeah. But also, I mean, a good technique, if you were thinking about ending it, um, your Instagram, but you find it difficult, <clears throat> I read someone's bio once, and it said that they're doing it from month to month. So you choose a day, and you just go on Instagram that day, and the rest of the month you're off. That's a good way about going about that it. That's actually that's actually pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, yeah. That's very, very very cool. Um, that's a good way. Yeah. Um, but well, yeah, pre- before you move on, manifesting is the single most important thing you can do. I think. And oh. it, it doesn't, and it is super logical. It's not like sit in a room with incense burning, like chanting mantras. Like that's that's not what it is. It's about becoming. It's about becoming completely content where you are, what you're doing. Even yeah. if you're making five hundred bucks a week, it's like, yeah, I've got food, I've got a house, I'm super happy where I am. This is where I want to be. Let's yeah. start making some opportunities. Let's start aligning myself with what behavior, like what behaviors have to happen for me to, to, to yeah. live in that space. Like yeah, almost it, adapting yourself. Yeah, exactly. exactly. To okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm just, I just, I just found that very interesting, but, uh, you said that's one of the most important things in your yeah. career <clears throat> line. Do you, yeah. um, do you b- believe in the, like the power of mentors as well? Um, I, because I was thinking on 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 Mousetrap, you had that you had oh, that yeah. one guy yeah, you yeah, love yeah. so much. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, it's weird when you say mentor, you think of this old man with a beard, like yeah, <laughs> you know. And and my you're a wizard, part, Harry. You're a wizard, exactly. Um, but I think you can seek mentorship in anyone, sure. um, in someone that you aspire to be to, and if they see, kind of, you know, themselves in, in you in a way, um, that that's instantly that's a mental, you know, relationship. Sure. Um, so you need to think mm. of people, and you need to truly think about people that inspire you. You, mm. you really do, and it, it's not like you know celebrities. It can be. It's not political figures, but it can be. Mm. It can be like the dude next door. Or, right. You or, your go- or your or your your girlfriend. I think surrounding yourself with people um, who are there to support you <clears throat> and to see you uh, achieve what you need to is important. And I'm sure Madison yeah. does, does that for you. Yeah, but also like um, you know logically, but more in in reality, a, a mentor is is great for for your skill or for your craft. I mean, if sure. you're a builder, you need a sure. mentor. And you've if and you're an say- actor, you learn techniques. Would you say you've had um, mentors that have had a significant impact on you? Yeah, big time, big time. I mean, that show, The Mousetrap, I mean, just watching like six, like this 65-year-old, like phenomenal English actor was just, I was like, that. this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And he became my mentor, but he also was a source of inspiration for me. Yeah. Um, you know, I would never call him my mentor, but in my head, he was my mentor because I, I took information from him and yeah. made, it my, made it my own. That's cool. I like yeah, that, man. Um, so, in your current space now, do you feel like you're fulfilling your passion, even when you're unemployed? <clears throat> um, I'd or like when, to be a bit more. Or when do you feel like you're fulfilling your passion? <laughs> Jake, those questions are so like it's so weird to think about because I don't know, I know. because sorry, you know, no, 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 but but I love it because it's making me think. Um, yeah. Am I fulfilling my passion? A hundred percent. Like I, I wouldn't choose to do anything else. But yeah. on a day-to-day basis, at the moment, um, I feel like I could, in myself, be creating a little bit more opportunity for myself. Okay. And I've acknowledged that. Um, and a step in that direction is is my Instagram, just to kind of tone it down on there. Oh, so what do but, you mean? But what do you mean by that? That there's certain things that's holding you back from taking all your opportunities, or what? Yeah, well, I mean, at the moment, I'm waiting for this job to begin in April. So now oh, I've got okay. a month of doing what? what? What do I do for a month? Because I, I, castings have kind of slowed down. So I'm just staying at home, like on my phone, and I'm I caught myself doing it. Yeah. So. I've started just taking drives and, and keeping myself healthy. I've started cooking a bit more, then dabbled, dabbled in yoga a little bit. Um, yeah. And then also just being exposed to content that's a bit more in line with what I believe in. So, okay. Yeah. So reading a bit more. Um, and then also listening to podcasts, which have really helped me. It's, it's not, yeah. killing, not killing time, but adding to the time that I have. Have you, um, have you ever listened to... Oh, wait. I, I want to say two things first. I think it's... Yeah. Uh, impressive that you're being so vulnerable about like the realities of a- acting because it's not as easy as point a to point b and then you've just achieved it um yeah i think that's that's super impressive and um i'm happy you're doing it on this podcast and nowhere else um yeah no, <laughs> and uh secondly i think um wait now i've completely lost my train of thought but um you, you, you were talking about how um Damn it, I completely lost that. <laughs> You've got it, babe. You've got it. You've got it. Look, I mean, I could just 
at the moment I could just be sitting around my apartment like wanking all day and eating pizza. Yeah. Literally, my life allows for that. It, it, and then like work all night on a Friday and Saturday and then Monday do the exact same, like the same thing. Yeah. Um, so I've been forced to do create more opportunities because I've realized actually it's like the mousetrap's not going to happen again. It might do next week, but it's not happening anytime soon. Sure. And, unless it does and somebody calls me in an hour, but I don't know. Yeah, that's I crazy. That's crazy. You know, it's like, yeah, oh, it's stressful. Um, mm. have you ever, uh, I mean, you've been in, an, I mean, quite a few spaces <clears throat> in movies and stuff yeah. like that. Have you ever felt like, whilst in an acting position, you're not fulfilling what you what you need to be doing? Like, this isn't the right space. Like, this isn't okay, your so passion. That, okay, so that's never happened, fortunately. Huh. So, so that's like a thing for me that that doesn't exist, which is I'm very happy about. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, very, very um, we're almost done, uh, but I think th there's a couple of other things we want to still record with you. Um, and oh. I and I need to go in like two minutes, which is kind of shit. Where are you um, going to go? I've actually got an interview coming up. No way, it's for what? I'm just literally finding stuff to keep me busy. There's this landscaping company that I saw was offering jobs. I'm like, no, that's oh, good. I'm all for it. And I, and yeah, I really, that's what we're doing. And I really just want to, um, I really just want, even if it isn't what I want to do, I want to just keep myself busy and to figure out. And I feel like this is part of me figuring it out. I, I, and yeah. I think the idea of committing to a corporate job doesn't fit with me right now. So I want to commit to something that isn't that and just to see yeah. what happens. Jake, we are literally all of us are in the in the same boat. Yeah, yeah, that, that's amazing. What do you What do you mean by that? Well, like we're all being proactive in doing things that are keeping us busy. Yeah, you know, True. we don't want to be staying at home, and I think a lot of us right. are. I mean, look at look at Nick, Nick Moritz, for example, finished his degree, had no idea what he was going to do, so he's like, actually, I'm going to go do my yachting course and go work on the yachts. There yeah, we go. There, true. he started a career in yachting. His whole life could change. That's he true. could meet somebody. He could stay on the yacht. Who knows? Um, and I think that's an important point to 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 draw towards is is an exploration of of what what we're going to do, and it's 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 so scary because we don't know, right? Yeah, and and this that's what I like. That's why I'm also pursuing this this podcast is because I want to explore what other what other people think about it and other people's experiences, and through that, hopefully, we can figure out or have a more safer space where it's not something you're scared of, but something you look forward to. Um, you look. I think that's that's important. Is looking forward to the exploration. Yeah, and, and for me, I haven't reached that yet. Like full on, I'm scared as shit. There's times when I'm super excited about it. And there's honestly yeah. times when I'm like, I feel guilty because I'm staying in my parents' house. Yeah. Um, and they have, they've put that like, there's no reason I should. They, they're honestly like, so like happy to have me. And they've told me over and over. But for, for some reason, there's like this guilt complex that I have. And I'm like, I feel bad. And I feel like I should be making my own money. Yeah. But obviously, I'm in a privileged situation. And I'm able to explore different avenues. I'm just pointing exactly. out, pointing to the fact that, that there's both um that there's 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 room for exploration here and i think hearing what you have to say is real important yeah um, because you've pursued a passion where a lot of people haven't and it's nice to hear like what it means that it's not just like straightforward that there's a lot of hard work and 
I mean, I, I can imagine there's a lot of times where you where you really doubt yourself, and you're, there's like it's there's a lot of scary times. Yeah, 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 big time. Um, and you know, it's it's not like all roses and daisies and stuff. I mean, I'm actively looking for other things to do. Like I'm actively looking to see what else I can do to make money. Because sure. right now, this it's not cutting it. Like it's like every what six months I get something that I love to do. Yeah. So I need to find. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm exploring who I am as a human sure. being and what else I can contribute towards the the yeah. workforce. You know. Yeah. Um. So, uh, this is also another difficult question, but mm -hmm. what does Aiden's life look like in five years? Do you have a five-year plan? Do you have a trajectory for where you'd like to to be in five in five years? And yeah. Um. Yeah, I want to. I, I kind of want to move to the UK. Okay. With you you want to yeah, leave South I Africa? British, I, I have a British passport, so I do want to leave South Africa. And it's not because I don't enjoy the country. I, it's my my favorite country in the world. But mm. I just um, it's it, the salaries here are, are really low, Jake. Like yeah, like really like I somebody gave me a pie yesterday, and she told me she makes two five two thousand five hundred a month. And she has Jeepers. a family. Like I don't, I, I'm not too sure how people are actually like staying alive, um, you know. But mm. in terms of money, I think uh, opportunities are bigger in the UK. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And then also, you know, specifically for me, I think uh, opportunity for more leading roles will be a little bit higher. But then also the the pond is bigger, so I'm shit scared. Like, right, you know, I don't know how what it's going to be like, but um, where do I see myself? I see myself in the UK on the stage, um, in films, doing literally just doing what I love. Um, yeah. And if and if a huge amount of success comes, then I'll take it. But if it doesn't, I'm going to be happy wherever I am. Yeah. Does it does it scare you not knowing what might happen? Uh, or is it exciting? Yes. No, no, no. It's scary. It's scary. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, interesting. That's so funny. It's that's so funny because we asked Yanis the same thing and he's, he was like, no, not scary at all, just exciting. Just exciting, huh? Yeah, but that's what's so, so great though. It's not one thing for, for one, it's not one standard answer for anyone. Everyone has their yeah. own lives, everyone has different experiences and like, and it's okay to be scared about what's going to happen because it's natural, right? Yeah, yeah. and also those two, those two words have the same biological response. When you're scared of something and you're excited, it's literally the same feeling. So I think... It's yeah. our brain's interpretation of that feeling that then manifests into the words that we say. You know, yeah. scared and excited. And I think it's a combination of the both. Okay, great. Um, that's everything I have. What I want to do though, um, is a little speed round with you. But I'm going to bail and Sam can go through the speed round. Um, okay, sick. Yay! And uh, cool. But thanks so much for talking, Aiden. Um, All right, Jackson. Good luck with the interview. This is this has been like so great. Like I really, really enjoyed it, and it's completely different to what we've done before. So, yeah, yeah it's amazing. I've had an amazing time. Thank you, Jackson. Okay. Cheers. Cheers, Sam. All cheers, right, mate. Cheers, Jack. Ciao. Cool. Oh, my voice is doing me, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um, what are we doing? Little questions. Yeah. So the speed round is just like short questions, short answers, just like off the top of your head, whatever you. Whatever you oh, feel like. Okay. Let me get my vape. Um, prepared. I'm prepared. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so first question. Mm -hmm. Do you consider yourself an actor? Yes. Are we just doing... <laughs> Are we just doing yes or no answers? Well, you, you can elaborate on if you want to. 
yeah, I think that's that's like that's my profession. What? You know? Yeah. So you consider yourself an actor. What do you think? Yeah, you have to have to consider yourself an actor. Um, you gotta be. You gotta be a human being first. So like, your mom has to give birth to you, and then you've got to be like a, a physical human being, and then you've got mm-hmm. to kind of discover who you are as a human being. And once that, once you're aware of who you are, you got to kind of figure out how you fit into society. Then once you've got that down, you've got to start looking at other people and seeing how they fit into society, and then listen to them and how they speak and how they move, and then. You know, you you kind of know how everyone is, and yeah. you you know, then the profession finds you, and you learn a few yeah. skills here and there at school, and you're an actor. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Next one is when last did you cry? Um. When last did I cry? Uh, must have been. It must have been. A couple of months ago, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I started, when I when I started my uh, job at Pink Panther, I think I cried. Oh. I literally was, I was literally sobbing, and like shouting at Maddie because I was so upset that I had to go like work for twelve hours at a club. Really? That's, yeah. Lit- and you're still really doing bad. it. And I'm still doing it. It pays them bills, bro. Mm. Yeah. Your dedication. But, hey, yeah, I've kind of. Started enjoying it a little bit more though, which is cool. Okay, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, okay, how often or have you ever told your guy friends that you love them? A lot. It's, All the time. Yeah. It's weird, I kind of always do that. Don't know why. <laughs> yeah, well, I think it's important to, well, both to say it and to hear it from your friends. Yeah, yeah, super important. Um, and I, look, I, I don't know how you know that word reaches deep, but it can also reach quite, quite shallow. Um, and mm-hmm. I think with a lot of guy friends, it always hits that middle, that like middle yeah. range between being like super deep, but also quite, you know, quite light. It's like that sweet spot in the middle. Yeah, yeah. It's you know. Yeah, it hits differently. Yeah. To yeah, like it does. saying it to your parents or like a girlfriend or something. Yeah. It's always different. It's always mm. on that scale. Yeah. Uh, cigarettes or alcohol? Ah, uh, cigarettes. Cigarettes for me, my friend. <laughs> really? Uh, after you just after you just said what you said about vaping? Yeah. You still prefer cigarettes over alcohol? But like one cigarette, and I'm like, okay, daddy, give me more of those sweeties. You know what I mean? Oh, uh, really? Yeah. But yeah. also, alcohol is fun. <laughs> yeah. Fun. I don't know. I don't know. Do you know what? Probably alcohol, but maybe cigarettes. Is that a is that a valid answer? Yeah. Well. I, okay. Yeah, because I guess it does depend on the situation. Okay, okay. What is your biggest fear? Your mom. No, I'm joking. I actually, don't know what my biggest fear is. Um, probably my mom. Um, really? Yeah. No. 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 Biggest fear. God, Sam. Um. Do you know what I think it is? I think it's rejection. Mm. Yeah, fear of being rejected yeah. by 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 someone or something. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I think I'd say the same. That's, yeah. That's not a vibe. Yeah. Okay. Uh when lost were you proud of yourself? Uh 
when last was I proud of myself? Um, I did something pretty sick the other day, but I can't even remember what it was. Cheapest. Um, probably, probably when I got this role, um, that I'm doing at the at the theater. Um, okay. I was just like, yeah, good on you, man. You did yeah. it. You endured the the. Oh no 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 no! My proudest moment was actually saving up for a deposit on the apartment that I'm living in. I just like I didn't party in December. Oh wow! I just saved up and. Uh, and yeah, and did it, which I was pretty. That's you know, I'm great. not used to doing. I'm not used to doing things like that. Uh, it's not really yeah. me, but I did it, and I showed myself wow, from part of myself, which is pretty sicko mode. Yeah, that's sick, man. Yeah, bro. Cool. Um, so that is the end of the speed round. Yay. So, yeah, I think that's all we have to say. Cool, man. Keep me in the loop. Yeah, we'll do. So, um, yeah, thanks for doing this. No, of course, man. It was awesome. It was actually so nice to speak to you guys. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah, you too. We don't do it enough. Yeah. It's weird. We're like, you. <laughs> as soon as we started talking, it was like normal. Like natural. Yeah. yeah. It, it's, it's nice. It's cool. Yeah. We just keep that. Yeah, of course. All right, Sick. bro. Okay, cool. I'm going to go Cheers, sneeze. mate. Yeah, as well. Okay. All right. Cheers, mate. Cheers, Bye, soon. In this segment of the podcast, we want you, the listener, to get involved. Each week, we will ask for your opinions or stories about a certain topic, and we will discuss them during the next podcast. This week's question is... What do you say when someone asks you what you do for a living when you don't really do anything? To get involved, you can submit your take on our website, send us a DM on Instagram at postpubescence or message us via Facebook. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Post-Pubescence podcast. We hope that you enjoyed and maybe learned something. If you have any questions or criticisms for us, submit it to our website. And tune in next week for another episode. Cheers.